When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome on in, Eagles fans, to episode 35 of the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast, right here on NJ.com. I'm Joe Giglio, joined as always by Elliot Shore Parks and Mark Eckel. They cover the Eagles for NJ Advanced Media. We are just uh, we're doing this podcast on a Tuesday morning, just over a week away from the first round of the NFL draft. And last week, after we talked, a lot changed as far as the top of the NFL draft with a major trade between the Rams and Titans. And it affects the Philadelphia Eagles, maybe in a really big way. Let's get into it. Let's talk about where the Eagles are going, what they might do, and, and what these guys are feeling as we get closer and closer to the first round. Elliot, we'll start with you. Um, when the Rams-Titans trade went down, what was your first thought from the Eagles' perspective? When I first saw the trade, well, I mean, almost immediately after the trade happened, reports came out that the Eagles had made an offer for the number one pick. So... I was surprised by that, to be honest. I mean, when the Eagles went from 13 to 8 and then they re-signed Bradford, I kind of had scratched the idea of them moving up for a quarterback. Um, But to know that they made an offer for the number one pick, I mean, you know, obviously we'll never know. And Howie Roseman spoke to the media, um, you know, on er on earlier this week and basically said that he wouldn't confirm or deny that he made the offer uh, when, when asked about it. So... With all the reports out there with Howie not denying, it wouldn't surprise me if they had pretty serious talks with the Titans for number one. So that was my initial reaction was just kind of a surprise that they had they had done that. But then my second thought was, well, I guess this kind of ends their their attempt at doing that. Um, my guess would be that the Titans, I'm sorry, the uh, Rams and the Eagles were going after the same guy. So when with the Rams winning, you know, the the bidding war for that pick, I would think it was over. But now, you know, almost a week out of the trade or four or five days, I'm not so sure about that anymore. And it's something we'll talk about later on. But I, I now think, I wouldn't say it's a good chance, but there's way more of a chance they move up to two than, than I originally thought after the trade and way more of a chance than I thought earlier this offseason. Mark, how about for you? It feels to me like the Eagles here, maybe more than we assumed earlier this offseason, kind of like Elliot was alluding to, they really, it seems like it at least, want to go get a quarterback. It looks like they have their eyes on maybe one in particular, but they really seem to be – everyone around the sport seems to think they want to move up to get a quarterback here. All right, maybe I know I'm the old guy here, and I know I'm the cynical guy here, and I've been through these a lot. This is my 31st draft that I've covered. What they say and what they do never add up. Buddy Ryan called Keith Byers a medical reject and then took him with the ninth pick the next day. Guys, you don't listen to this stuff. The Eagles are screaming, "We want a quarterback! We want a oh, we love the quarterback!" They're not taking a they're not taking a quarterback. Okay, let's. I'm I'm on the record now. They're not taking a quarterback in the first round. They're not moving up. They're they're sitting at eight, and they're going to take either Vernon Hargraves or Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, this is all. The, matter of fact, the Eagles may have won. The Eagles may have already won by convincing a team below them, the Rams, to move up and take one of these. Awful quarterbacks. So one of the a good player will will fall to, to them now. So that I I maybe I'm just again I could be 
this is a new NFL now. Maybe people do do tell the truth. I don't think so. Um, so no, I'm not buying any of this. And as far as Eagles made an offer, quote unquote, made an offer. Yeah, they they called Tennessee. They uh, how he asked less. Um, uh, who was in charge of Tennessee now? John Robinson. John, well, uh, what do you want for, for the number one pick? Uh, okay, we'll get back to you. <laughs> hey, come on. What were they going to give him for the number one pick? Would it cost the Eagles way more than they have? The Rams gave up a second, two second-round picks this year, right, to move up. The Eagles don't have any second-round picks this year. So, yeah, one, uh, of them, uh, one of them was the Eagles pick that, well, that went fine, over in the Bradford deal. But it wasn't it's not the Eagles pick anymore. So, you know, they don't, the Eagles had nothing to get. The Eagles had not, they, they didn't have the ammunition. Unless they were going to include Fletcher Cox and I don't even know who else. Nelson Aguilar, maybe. What could they have given them? But the di- the difference now, I would say, is you're right. They're, they're obviously not going to for, for number one. Yeah, they may have called and asked, and then they were, you know, and then when when they when they heard the price, they they said, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, they, I want to buy a, a Lamborghini, but uh, I don't mean I'm going to buy it. The difference, though, between the top pick and the second pick in terms of trade value at this point, I think, is pretty significant. I mean, if you look at at just the draft points. You know, like the the draft tra- trade chart. Yep. They they could trade their first the Eagles first round pick this year and their first round pick next year and basically equal out, moving up from eight to two. Cleveland Cleveland would would want more. They, yeah, no, they might. I mean, maybe they want a third this year, or next year, second. But I guess what I'm saying is, and, and they, who you, who you giving all that up for? Look, here, here's here's like here's all right. What I think about these quarterbacks is different than what I'm going to assume. What Howie thinks. If if Howie and look, this is going to be a big draft for Howie. This is where he's going to have to prove he can evaluate talent because if he <laughs> moves from eight to two for a quarterback and that he's right, then it was worth the trade. Like I, I wouldn't be real right. Like not just getting, not getting. You better get Aaron Rodgers. You better get Andrew Luck. You better get yeah. You know, you can't even get like a average guy. You got to get a superstar. If you're going to give up all that, you better get. Like I said, a guy that's going to not just go to Pro Bowls, but take you somewhere deep in the playoffs every year. Right. You can't but do all that for Sam Bradford. You can't do all that for, you know, even, a, I don't know, an, I'm trying to think of like an average quarterback in the league. But it, it better be somebody really good. I mean, really good. But if they, but if my point is, if they think, if they think Carson Wentz is that guy, I mean, well, first, do, are we all in agreement that Jared Goff is probably going to go number one? No, I think Wentz. No? You think it's Wentz? Okay. I just because I can't believe you would trade up for Jared Goff like that. Well, the Rams are pretty dumb, so they could do anything. But they traded for Nick Foles and drafted Sam Bradford. It's a good point. I mean, different, <laughs> different, different, point. different group. They got Foles and a second for Bradford. They got. The, I think the second was more important than, than Foles. But right. Well, it was. It the second helped them go get this guy. Now I think it's Wentz. Why do you think it's Goff? Don't so I think it's Goff just because of there's been reports that. That it's going to be golf. I'm just saying. I'm just All right, here's my question to you guys because this has been bothering me since the moment the trade happened, just from a, a what's going on here perspective. I understand, and Mark, you said it a few minutes ago, and I totally understand the idea that this time of year, 99% of this stuff is just garbage and you're just trying to fool other people. All right, we know the Rams are not going to trade back out of one. Like, right. So, what is, like, I have a theory that they traded for this pick without. They know. I don't know if they did know. Then what's the point of? Because here's what I here's here's the point, John. I, 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 I really want to know because I don't understand the point of all this. Again, this is my opinion. I think if, if you remember when the trade happened, 
the trade I'm, I'm not sure that the ink was dry on the on the on the contracts yet and they got out the Rams trade up for one they're taking Carson Wentz right right that was the original the original one minute after the trade they're taking Carson Wentz then all of a sudden 10 minutes later somebody told Peter King oh the Rams aren't sure who, who they're taking you know what happened the lead the NFL draft has become the probably second to the Super Bowl in terms of um what the NFL builds off I mean come on that's why they move they I mean it's, it's going to be watched by a billion people. People talk about it for a week, longer than a Super Bowl. I mean, Super Bowl only gets talked about for, for uh, two weeks. The draft gets talked about for three months. It's the NFL's prize. They like not, they don't want everybody to know who the number one pick is. I think somebody, again, I'm being, I'm being my, my old cynical self here, but I think somebody in the league office called less needed in, in Los Angeles and said, oh, oh, don't be telling people you're taking Carson Wentz. Let it let people think you don't you don't know who you're taking yet. Keep the drama up. Keep the suspense up. We like this. We like people not talking about this. We don't want people to say, "Oh, you're taking Wentz now." We know. So that's why I, that's what I think happened. I think somebody in the league office got to the Rams, said, and then Rams, oh, well, okay, hey, call call Peter King, tell him we don't know who we're taking yet. And now, so, oh, so they're uh, gonna run. So the Rams are gonna run with that and spend their time before the draft meeting with both of these quarterbacks. Well, I, I think you meet with them either way. That's a big deal. If you know you're taking, you got 30 meetings. The league's got, if the league asks you to, to do it, you kind of do what the league asks you to do something. I guess. It just, I feel like if you have a week to go before the draft, I, oh, why am I going to waste 10 minutes on a guy I'm not going to pick? Like, I agree. It, to me, it seems ridiculous. Elliot, what were you going to say? So, I mean, you know, we're talking about this whole idea of smoke screens and, you know, whether, if what the Eagles are saying is true and whether the Rams actually know who they're taking. Here's one thing I will say. You put the words aside. Here's what the Eagles have done with Carson Wentz this offseason. They met with him twice at the Senior Bowl with Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson, Frank Wright at both of those meetings. They met with him at the NFL Combine. Jeffrey Lurie flew out to North Dakota along with Peterson, Howie Roseman, Frank Wright, the quarterback coach, to meet with Carson Wentz and his family at dinner. And then they brought him to Philadelphia for a visit. So whatever they're saying, and I agree with Mark. Look, I remember during training camp last season when I thought Sam Bradford was playing so great and and Mark said to me, look, it's, it's, just, it's just preseason. You know, don't get overhyped. So I do think that there's a tendency to get overhyped about these things. But the Eagles have put their money where their mouth. I mean, they are spending time. You can make the argument they spent more time with Carson Wentz than any other prospect in this draft. So they're clearly doing their homework on him. Now, what that evaluation has led them to, I don't know. I mean, obviously, when Peterson spoke earlier in the week, he said all the right things. And the Eagles aren't going to trash an NFL prospect before the draft. But he said, you know... Carson Wentz has elite talent. When you get him in the building, you know, you, you, you can really get to know him. And, and the whole thing about him going to North Dakota State is not a big deal. He also said it's not a big deal he's coming from North Dakota State because he's not going to play for a few years if he comes here because of Bradford and Chase Daniels. So the Eagles have spent a ton of time with Carson, Carson Wentz. They've talked really highly of Carson Wentz. They reportedly had discussions with the Titans, however serious those were, about moving up for number one. And now people are speculating, and this is just speculation, that they might move up to number two. So I just think there's so much smoke there, and with along with the reality of what they've actually done. Let me ask you this, Elliot. Go ahead. So, if let's pretend the Eagles don't know who the Rams are taking, right? Okay. Because they don't know. I mean, the Rams could tell them anything. Right. They probably have a way more educated guess than we do. But go ahead. It's only one. It's fifty-fifty. Right. But I'm saying I would imagine. I mean. Okay. They probably have a lean. That they probably feel well, the like. would lie to them more than they would lie to us. I mean, they'd lie to the same. All right. Well, okay. Go ahead. Let's say they don't know. All right. So would they make that trade? So Cleveland tomorrow 
is on the phone with Howie and says, all right, we'll take this year's one, next year's one, and um, a three this year and a three next year. And Howie says, good, yep, done deal. Would they do that? Would the Eagles do that tomorrow to get to two, not knowing that Wentz and then the Rams take Wentz? They can't, right? They can't. Like, I guess it would depend how unsure about Bradford they are. I mean, if you really just think we were Bradford not even in the, in the equation, they always here's why. Here's why. Here's, why I th- here's why I think he is, because if the Eagles move up for a quarterback, they're telling you Bradford's not the guy. Agreed. But if they if they don't think Bradford's a guy, like maybe they like Wentz the best, right? Obviously, they like Wentz the best. Okay, but then maybe they like Goff more than Bradford. Mm. So so maybe at that point they just go, look, we know we don't have the answer on our roster. We're never normally up this high. We're really just giving up next well, year's first. They we, can get used to it. Yeah. All right. Well, that you're right. But and maybe they just say, "Look, this is our chance to get the guy." You know, it's Peterson's first. You year. think they love Goff too? That you think they love? It's not just Wentz. They love Wentz and Goff. I mean, they they you better brought, love a guy if you're giving up two number ones and two number threes to, to go get him. I have no idea who the Eagles love, but I'm well, just saying. I mean, no, I'm not. I know you don't. I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You think they would take either one? I think I don't I I don't know the answer to that. I mean I I think they would. I don't either. I mean I, I thought you right. I thought you had you seem stronger. No, well, I, I don't think they do. I I mean maybe. See, I don't think I think if they trade, and I still don't think they're going to trade. But I think if they trade, it wouldn't happen until Roger Goodell says, and the St. Louis Rams select fill in the blank, and then they say, okay, good. They took the guy we didn't want. Well, now now we want this guy. Yeah, I mean that that can happen. But I guess what I'm saying is. It like it, they, it's possible that you know we're we're looking at it just, as just either Wentz or Goff. And look, they they went they went out to California and worked Goff out. They brought him into Philadelphia. They met with him at the combine, so they spent time with him as well. It's just not as much as Wentz. And you know, well, there's more to spend with Wentz. Is the, is the more unknown, right? Wentz. I mean, when the season ended, when the college football season ended, Carson Wentz was maybe a first round pick, yeah. maybe. He was like a low – people were saying, oh, Denver might get him at the, at the last pick. Or no, Denver wasn't even – we didn't know who was picking last yet. But you know what I'm saying. He right. was considered a low first-round pick. I remember talk, when I, I, I talked to one scout early you – know, around that time. And I said, what about this kid from North Dakota? He said, oh, he, can, he, he, he could sneak into the first round. He's gonna, I think he's going to sneak into the first round. Now, he's, now we're saying he's number one. Let me <laughs> ask you this. Ridiculous amounts to go get him. Let me ask you this. So let's let's just and you know obviously a week out a week and a half out for the draft we're all dealing with hypotheticals here. But let's just say Goff goes number one. Okay. Right? The Rams joke, but that's do, okay. the, do the Browns take Wentz at number two? I think the Eagles are going to get him if that's the case. Well, but, all right. But let's just say let's the, just. Say, what if the Browns want him though? That, I mean, this could be Mariota again. If the Browns want him, they're taking him. They don't. They're no. Well, look, they're not. Yeah, and all right. Take this for what it's worth. Adam Schefter said he does not think that the, that the Browns are going to take a quarterback until. I don't either. Okay. So, I don't either. I, I actually right, so think RG3 right, so me... could be revived, and I think maybe they, they think maybe the same well, thing. All right. So the Chargers at three probably aren't going to take them. We agree with that? No, Chargers but, take Tons. Okay. Well, it depends who goes two then. You don't, I mean. Right. Well, if Tons goes two, no, the Chargers. Right. But I, guess, I guess the point I'm making is if the Eagles don't trade up with – if the Browns pass on Wentz and the Eagles don't trade up, how far is Wentz falling? Like, do the Eagles have to trade up eventually? Yeah, but well, I don't know. Who are those teams? So the Cowboys, maybe. Maybe they don't have to trade yeah. up, but they might. Cowboys take- would have to trade two for it. They're at four. 
Right. So maybe they take him at four. I don't think the 49ers are going to take a quarterback or trade up. They could, though. They could. I don't know. I didn't think so either, but they're bringing guys in, too. Yeah. And they, and they have a lot of currency. I think they have, like, 12 picks in this draft. It, it, to me, it's hilarious that we, we're going to have this chip versus, uh, versus the Eagles thing again if, if, we, if that's a scenario that plays out. I guess where I'm going with this is, do you well, the think New York, any way the when football Jets are yeah. looking for a quarterback? And they, and they had – there were also, quote-unquote, reports – the Jets talk to the Titans. Right. And right. So, Muhammad Wilkinson. But I guess my point is, so we, we agree there's a very small chance Wentz just falls to the Eagles at eight. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I think no. it'd be almost too – if the Eagles love him as much as maybe we think or we, we're hearing they do uh, or we just guessed, then wouldn't it just be kind of silly at that point to just sit there and wait and, and just – because what if the Jets or whoever, you know, jumps ahead of them and takes them? Then you just sit there like, you know, well, we could have had him. I mean, look, part of Howie's job is to evaluate the draft the, the draft, and know what other teams are doing. Yep. I mean, and I think he does a good job at that. Oh, he, I don't, I don't he, know. Yeah, he's maybe. He's going to that Marcus Smith pick. I, but I guess what – so if Howie thinks – if Howie looks and says, all right, why well, – Howie has more information more than likely than we do. Let's just be real about that. So, yeah, right? You would hope so. So he probably knows who's going one. He probably has a good idea as to what each of the teams in front of him and thinks. If he thinks Wentz could fall to, like, five or six, I mean, I get your point, Joe. Like, And this goes back to the Mariota thing in a way. Like, If you think he's the guy, then just go, just get him. Just do whatever it takes to go get him. And that's what the Eagles tried to do last year. But if, if, if you think Wentz is the guy this year, I agree. Do it the same thing. But on the flip side, if you're Howie and you can make it so you don't have to give up those picks and you think he might drop, I mean, it's risky, but it could also be potentially – I don't want to use the word brilliant, but it, but it's all, it, it could also potentially be a, a here's, good. Here's something too, okay? If he, if I'll play this out with you, if he falls to eight, that means Cleveland passed. First of all, I don't think I think a quarterback is going to go two. I agree. Whether Cleveland takes because Cleveland is now again it's smoke, but this when a team comes out and says this, I don't think it's smoke. I think it's they want to trade. They need more than one. One Carson Wentz, whoever, is not going to just turn them around. They could get three or four assets for that second pick, move down, and maybe still get Paxton Lynch or whatever else they want. Right. They, they're they're going to do that. So I think if, if Cleveland doesn't make a trade and they're stuck it to, if nobody gives them what they consider a, a worthy offer, I think they'll just take Wentz. But – I think, and with that said, I think they will trade. So, but playing out your scenario, Wentz falls. That means Cleveland passes on him. Cleveland, a team that could use a quarterback, passes on him. Dallas, who could use a quarterback to take over for Romo, passes on him. San Francisco, who may or may not need a quarterback. I don't know what we thought it was going to with Colin Kaepernick, but passes on him. Baltimore, at number six, has also advertised, hey, you can, if you, anybody wants to trade up, here we are. So nobody trades up with them. What's that tell you if all these teams pass on? Maybe there is something. Maybe he's not that good. Well, but I mean, 20 teams pass on Aaron Rodgers, too. I mean, so it's kind of, you know. I'm, so let me ask you guys this. More than yes, 20. Or, yes or no? Yes or no? If Wentz is on the board at eight, like he falls to eight miraculously, would you take him? Yes. Mark? Who else is there? Let's say Hargraves and, let's say Hargraves and Elliott are both there. I don't think that would be the case, but well, Elliot probably. I think Hargames could still be there at eight, even if Wentz is. I don't think Elliot would be. I don't think I would. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't criticize him if they did, but 
I don't think I would. No, I don't. I don't like these quarterbacks. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't. So let me ask you guys this. Then we're we're kind of we're just throwing hypotheticals about what could happen at one and two. The Rams obviously control this because they have number one and they're going to take one of these guys. Do you think how much of the Eagles' draft hinges? And I guess this is a, a kind of a loaded question based on the quarterbacks and based on just everything. How much of the Eagles' draft hinges on the Rams' decision if they take Wentz? I know, Elliot, a few minutes ago you mentioned maybe they like Goff, too, or maybe just a little bit less. I mean, right. how much less of a chance is it that the Eagles end up with a quarterback in the first round if Wentz goes one compared to if Goff does? How, how does that change? Is it a lot less of a chance, or you still think maybe? I still think maybe. I, st- I, think, I think it's going to come down to the Browns want to move out of number two. Because, I mean, last year the Titans didn't want to move out of number two. And the Eagles were moving from 20, so it was way harder. This year, if the Browns really want to move out, and the Eagles like Goff and Wentz a lot, right? They both think they're they're both good players. They can both be franchise players, which, right? Oh, you're, you're getting my hopes way too up. You're really getting my hopes up. That, <laughs> that these idiots would trade up for Goff. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> oh I mean God. I'm just saying, I mean – Look, I think overall the chance that they draft a quarter that they draft a quarterback with their first pick, whether it be at two or eight, is like twenty, twenty-five percent. And if you told me Wentz was going number one, I would go down to like eighteen percent. So it so, changed a little bit. It would change a little bit. I think there's less of a chance because I think they like Wentz more. So I hope so. Well, yeah. But, but, not the only drawback against Wentz. And the people that I spoke to, and even so now it's become part of my opinion as well. Is it, I mean, he is going to take well, and, and I think Peterson even said it this Monday, right? He's going to take time, and you got to be and you got to be aware of that and realize that. I mean, he's not coming from North Dakota State to the NFL starting opening day. I mean, he's just not. It's just not going to happen. And the Eagles and Peterson said that. Right. So at least they're, they're smart enough to figure that out. Right. But so that, that's the thing with Wentz is that you know he's going to take – it's going to take a couple years. And it's still – he's a scary – I mean, like the one scout told me when I did my draft previews, he's the kind of guy that whoever take if you take him that high, it's either going to – that the team it takes and that general manager is either going to be, look, be looked at as a, as a, you know, a genius, what a great pick you did great, or he's going to get fired. Let me ask, let me ask you this on that note. If you're Howie and you know, you're able to pull off a trade for Wentz and, but you know, he's not going to play for two years. And then, you know, in that third year when he plays, he'll be a rookie. And a year after that, he'll still only be in a second year. I mean, just trading up. Well, you know, because you're, you're around. I, I don't consider a third-year guy a rookie. He's still a third-year guy. You know? Just because he hasn't played. It's the first year playing. Well, yeah, but he played practice. Or whatever. I mean, whatever. Okay, go ahead. But I guess my guess I'm point I'm making is just trading up for a quarterback loosen the leash on Howie and Doug in a way. Because if they really are going to play Bradford for a year or two, and they really are going to let Wentz develop, we're talking maybe four years until you can make a legitimate judgment on whether this was a good pick or not. Yeah, I do. I think so. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, always th- I always tend to believe that what we hear about these guys sitting, that only lasts for so long. Like, it, it, like if they do this and they get Wentz and they are, you know, struggling in December, like, I'm not shocked if Wentz is in the, in the game and in the, you know, starting next year. But on the premise, yeah, I do think that, Elliot. I mean, I think people would have to say, well, you have to let their quarterback get in there, get his feet wet. I think it changes the perception of, of the, the, you know, the program moving forward. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
Right. I mean, that's, that's yeah. I mean, if if the Eagles do this, if they trade up to two and get wins, and they're really bad this year because Bradford doesn't play well. This is extreme hypothetical here, but go ahead. <laughs> that just even validates the pick more that, yeah, we knew we had to get a look at Brad. Bradford's not good. I think the worst, the worst case scenario for the Eagles, well, not really, but a, a, a sticky situation for the Eagles would be Bradford plays pretty well. Then what? I think you trade him, right? Yeah, I guess you have to, right? I mean, if you draft Wentz and you move up for a quarterback, and Howie basically said this yesterday, if you move up for a quarterback, you're you're basically saying he's the franchise guy. Yeah, I don't know how would tell me that. Yeah, right. no, so I'm just saying. I mean, even if you take him at eight, he's your franchise guy. It'll be interesting to see too, like what what Brad. All right, so let's say Bradford. I mean, let's just play this out because we're playing out all kind of crazy scenarios today. So let's just say Bradford plays very well in 2016. Very well. And they win, and they somehow – he carries them to the NFC East title. Okay. All right? And they even win a playoff game. They, they beat the wild, wild card team comes in, they beat them. This year? Huh? You're saying? You're saying this year? Yeah. They're, they're, okay, they're, yeah. Next year for Bradford if he's – you know. <laughs> but they run, but Wentz is sitting there, inactive every game. All right? Bradford wins – goes 10-6, and six, wins the East, beats the Vikings in the playoffs, opening round. They go to Green Bay. We know how well he plays there. We, we always we'll always have Green Bay. And loses, you know, Mason Crosby kicks a field goal with no time left, and Green Bay beats him 31-28 despite Bradford's four touchdown passes. Okay. Right? That's how the season ends. 11-7, a playoff win, a, a heartbreaking loss at Lambeau in the last seconds despite Bradford playing very well in, in that game as well. You're going to trade him? I mean, you're gonna have to, and this is this is what I'm saying. This is where it comes out. So, so you see that? See, this is what cracks me up about the way people think these days. You got a guy that just did all that for you, and you're gonna trade him to play a guy that still hasn't that never played well, a game. What before. would you do? What would you do at that point? Trade Wentz. For <laughs> you'll ne- but you'll never get the value. Well, too bad. I got. But I, I, don't, I don't need a quarterback anymore. I got one. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's a fair point. I mean, at that point, if Bradford really is the answer, then you just cut the loss on the Wentz pick. But this is. This is what I was saying early on. I mean, this is why it's really going to come down to talent evaluation for Howie. I mean, Joe, you said earlier on that Howie's good at manipulating the draft board or reading the draft board. And I think, you know, you can debate that. But I think that the general – He read it backwards the two years. All right. That was one pick though. But, but I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is this. The, the general consensus around Howie is he's good at handling the cap. He's, you know, he, I guess he's, he's made good trades. He definitely has made good trades. He's a good free agent recruiter. But there, no one has ever said Howie is a very good talent evaluator. And this offseason is really – this is really where it's going to come down to that for him because he's either, A, got to make a correct talent evaluation on Wentz and Goff and whether or not they're worth moving up for, or, B, he has to make the correct talent evaluation on Bradford because if he gets a chance to move up for a quarterback – and he passes on that opportunity because he thinks Bradford's a guy. So let's say that Browns really want to get out, and they say, all right, we'll give you number two for your number eight this year, next year's number one, and a third either this year and next year. That's not a steep price. I mean, it's, you know, in, in, in how he gets a chance to do that, and he's correct about that, then that's huge for him. But if he passes up on that opportunity because he thinks Bradford's the guy, I mean, this is look. This is it. How he's got to prove he, he can evaluate quarterbacks at this point, point. and it's really that's to me that that's the biggest thing that's going to unfold over this next year is wh- whether or not how he could 
made the correct evaluation on Bradford as a talent, or whether or not he made the correct evaluation on these quarterbacks. Right, it is. And that's, that's a major part of this. And, and if he does it well, the Eagles are going to be set up. If he doesn't, they're going to be right back to this scenario in, in the first place. One thing I wanted to bring up on, on your point, Mark, and then I, I want to throw a hypothetical at you guys. All right, so Mark, you brought up the scenario of what if Bradford plays really well, what do they do? I mean, in a way, this happened once before, and it was Drew Brees and Philip Rivers, uh, and that was uh, right. And the, so, I mean, Rivers didn't play for two years, but they still they kept him. Yeah. Um, he just sat for two full years because which one won a Super Bowl? It was Drew Brees, obviously. The first year, uh, Rivers he was held also it. banged up too, though. Keep that in mind. That was right, and that that was their out. Actually, I, I don't know what they would have done there, and I I really don't know the answer. But he went eleven for that first year, which is kind of like your scenario, and I think they played in the divisional round, right. um, and then he went 9-7 and seven the second year, and for those two years he had 51 touchdowns and almost 7,000 yards, and, and then he got hurt the last game of that second year, and then they moved on, and, and obviously the rest is history. So that's one scenario where the guy had to sit for two years, and if it wasn't for the injury, I don't know uh, where that goes. Right, let me ask you the flip side of a hypothetical we just talked about. You know, if they draft Wentz, if they do this, the idea is going to be he's going to sit. That that's what they've said, and that's what everyone assumes. At least a year, yeah, yeah. All right, at least a yeah. year. Okay, well, and Mark, you laid out a, a good scenario there with Bradford. What if he plays well? I'll lay out this one. Sam Bradford has been nothing more than, you know, whatever mediocre his whole career. Did you watch the last seven games, Joe? <laughs> I, I guess. Right. So let's say we fast forward. Let's go back to, and watch those last. Fast forward to November. The Eagles do move up for Carson Wentz. We all think and know he needs time to sit. Yes. And the Eagles are 4-7 and seven at the end of November, whatever the schedule lays out. And they have Sam Bradford on a $22 million cap hit for next year, and he's not playing well. Don't you think Carson Wentz is going to play next year? Or, or if the, you know, whatever, insert rookie quarterback <laughs> name. I think he is. I don't think so, just because, look, I mean, fans will be calling for it. I'll write it. But at the end of the day, I think the Eagles, if they take Wentz, are going to make the commitment to not play him next season. Barring, like, in, you know, injury upon injury. But right. I just don't – because what's the advantage? I mean, I guess you get him reps, I guess. But, I mean, I, I, it'll depend on a lot of things, too. Like, how's the offensive line playing? Do they think do they think Wentz can go in there and not get, you know, get beat up all game? I mean, but I just think if they take Wentz, they're committing to him not playing next season. And that, maybe that's why they brought Bradford back, just because – they knew they could at least be competitive with uh, – well, I don't know why they would think that. But they, 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 could, they could at least, you know, not win two games next season. Well, first, I, 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 can't, I can't wrap my head around Sam Bradford being four and set. Okay? I, I, I'll, but I'll play along with you. Go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe not – maybe not – I mean, I'm, I'm going back to 99. You know, Donovan McNabb – was the number two pick in the draft. This is when this is where you're saying Wentz is, if they get Wentz, it's probably going to be at number two. <laughs> Did not play. He was on the bench. He was number two at least. He wasn't number three, but he was number two. And lo and behold, Doug Peterson happened to be the Eagles quarterback. Eagles were not very good. Uh, I don't know exactly what their record was in '99, but it was bad. They ended five and eleven. They were three and something under Peterson. Three. They were three and whatever. Three nine. Three and ten. And then Don, and then Andy announced one day, Donovan McNabb is going to start Sunday. And everybody went, oh, and then that was it. And then, you know, so, yeah, I mean, it could. I mean, I wouldn't put it this way. If your scenario plays out, Joe, I, I certainly wouldn't criticize them for putting Wentz in with, with a couple weeks to go. Why not? 
Right. And I think a lot of teams would probably do the same thing. And, and, and then he's stuck right for next year, right? Yeah. You can't trade him if he's, you know, it's hard to trade a guy that you, that you just bench. That's going to make a lot of money. Yeah, there's almost no way they'd be able to get out of, you know, get out of the contract mm-hmm. through a trade there. So they'd be, uh, they'd be forced to cut him here. So, you know, we spent this entire episode talking about these hypotheticals about moving up for a quarterback, <laughs> which it's funny because I think a lot of people out there don't want a quarterback and don't want to. I don't. I'm one of them. I know you don't. And I think a lot of fans are in the same boat there. Uh, and yet we sit here. It's not and- that I don't want a quarterback. Let me take that back. It's not that I believe me. I'm the I'm the king of you got to have a quarterback. And and I I could be totally wrong. I mean, we'll find out in a couple of years if who's right and wrong. But I just don't want any of these three. I don't want Goff or Wentz. I don't want either one of those two guys at that part of the draft. I would love for them in the third round to take Cardell Jones or Kevin Hogan and groom them for for for, for two years. I would love that. I would I would stand up and applaud that. Yeah, but <laughs> selfishly for us, it's way more interesting if they draft a quarterback. Are we, are we talking about selfishly <laughs> for us? We're we talking about what's right for the team. I mean, we could talk about both. But if okay. Howie thinks he's the guy, I mean, look, if Howie thinks he's the guy, then I think you go up and do it. In my opinion, are are we talking about what we what we think or what we think they think? I mean, both in a way. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. That well, I have two answers to each question. Yeah, if they think he's the guy, go get him. I just don't happen to – because you said – I, I just commented on you saying – when I said I don't want a quarterback. Right. No, I, I, and I, I, I corrected that by saying I do want a quarterback, just not at number eight or not moving up to get one. I would love to get – see, I again, this is just my opinion based off people I talk to. I don't – I think you could get you could get lucky and get a guy in the third round if developed properly will be every bit as good as the guy you get it. Two or eight, I really believe that. So I mean, I, I would I would take a I just wouldn't I would take my quarterback in the third round. I would I would get a good player at eight and get whoever you like better between Hogan, Cardell Jones, Dak Prescott, whoever you whoever you like the best there. That's what I would do. But it, they didn't ask me. <laughs> they didn't ask, but if they did, if they listen to our podcast, they certainly now uh, they know what you do there, Mark. All right, so we sit here, we spend this entire episode. Uh, debating the the merits of trading up, staying where they are, the quarterbacks, what might happen here, and and then you guys gave your percentages, and we kind of thought about what what could play out over the next week, and and when we get to uh, next Thursday night when the Eagles maybe are at the board on the board at eight or whatever, if they move up uh, to go get a quarterback here, if it's not a quarterback, because we haven't spent any time on this before we wrap up this podcast, uh, and I think just from judging from both of you, there's a pretty good chance you think that it's not going to be a quarterback for the Eagles in the first round just because all the moving parts where do they go I mean usually at this time of the year there's there's a feeling like this guy or that guy or one of two or three guys with a certain team around the Eagles pick I don't have that feeling because there's just been so much about these quarterbacks that they might not even be able to get anyway so Elliot for you and I know you wrote about Ezekiel Elliott the running back from Ohio State what's your gut feeling on the Eagles if they don't go get a quarterback in the round first round I got no idea Honestly, I mean, I'm, like, I'm with you. <laughs> oh, I do. I actually do for once. All right. So here's what I would say. I mean, they're sitting there at eight. I think I do think Ezekiel Elliott is an option. I think even though you can debate if a running back that high is a good pick and we've debated that. I do think he's someone that is about as safe a first round pick as I think there is in the top 10, just because I do think he's talented. He'll make an impact on the offense. 
He's a playmaker. He'll be exciting for the fans. He's got all those elements you want. I think he's a possibility. I think Vernon Hargraves is is a big possibility just because they traded away Byron Maxwell. They re-signed Nolan Carroll, but they haven't really – they don't have like a true elite prospect there. I mean, I don't really think Eric Rose won. I think they they could go offensive line. So I just – look, Howie did a good job masking what they're going to do. I'll say that. I mean, there's no glaring need. There's It's not been – there's no glare. (laughs) So I, I don't think there's a glaring need. Do you? Yes. Where? Everywhere. Okay, where? Running back, offensive line, corner, running, linebacker. Running back, running back, I'll agree there's a glaring need there. Actually, you're right. I'll agree with that. But Cornerback's a glaring need. You just said it yourself. They don't have an elite cornerback. Yeah, you're right. All right. Offensive I'll... line's a glaring need. Jason Peters is 100 years old and gets hurt every other week. All right, well, then maybe I'll, let me rephrase this. They have so many glaring needs that right. there's one more <laughs> yeah. than the other. That's what I should have said. Yes. <laughs> there isn't, like... There one need doesn't out. One need doesn't doesn't outshine the right. other. That's what I was saying. That's what I meant to say more. That there isn't one position where you go, okay, they have to take it at this because they can that's really. That's thing because then that's when you get in trouble. <clears throat> right. Exactly. So I don't know what they're going to take. If I if I had to like break down a hundred percent, I'd put like twenty to twenty five percent Carson Wentz. No, we're saying then, no quarterback. What the premise was? If they don't take a quarterback, okay. All right. Then I think it's fifty. I think it's 50 Hargraves, 50 Elliott. Yeah, those would be my top two, I would say. I think it's, a, I think it's one of those two without a doubt. Who would you put ahead? In my mind or their mind? In, in their mind. What, like if no, you're no. making a prediction. In their no. mind, no. Okay. I think they're leaning toward Elliott, but they could probably. But I, I still know how he – again, a little bit I know about how he rose been in the draft is that he likes the SEC and he loves those Gators. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And Hargraves fits both of those categories. And see, I again, I, I have a hard time taking my own opinion out of what I think they're going to do because I, I try to think they're going to do the right thing. Hargraves is so far and away the right pick for them, so far and away. Because guess what, guys? After him, after Ramsey, who's going to be gone, and Hargraves, and then maybe William Jackson and Eli Apple, that's about it for cornerbacks in this draft. You're not getting a good corner in the third round when they pick again. They're not getting the corner they, they get there is no better than, than what they already got. Probably not as good as what they got. So, so. like the op, the opposite of quarterbacks in your mind, Mark. Yes, I mean, and running backs for that matter. As good as Elliott is, and he is by far he is the best running back in this draft. No, there's no questions. In the third round, there will still be a a CJ Prosai or a or a Paul Perkins or a Devontae Booker or um, Kenyon Drake, who aren't none of them are as good as Elliott, but I think they'll all be good you know, decent NFL running backs. The corners in this draft are very, it's a very, very thin cornerback draft. And they certainly could use one to put next to yeah. uh, Eric Rowe. As, as you know who's in their coach. division, right? That Beckham guy's pretty good. You know, bad. that Des Bryant isn't bad either. No, he's not. And Washington's got a guy that, that runs real fast. <laughs> the Eagles know all about him. So get Elliot upset. As we sit here just over a week away, we're, we're talking a lot of quarterback, thinking about the other positions. Next week when we come back, we will uh, we'll do a mock draft. We're going to join up with uh, the guys that do our Giants podcast and cover the Giants for NJ Advanced Media and do a five-person mock draft and go through the first round and all these different scenarios and, and kind of play it out. So that next week will be fun. Right now, though, uh, I'm sure you guys – I have a lot to think about, a lot to do as we get closer and closer to this thing with all the different uh, rumors, whether they're true or not. But this is a fun time for us, I think, and I think for for most fans, too, because 
Um, anytime there's a pursuit of a quarterback, it, it becomes um, it becomes fascinating. All right, last one for you guys, and then we'll wrap up. Last year, I felt like draft night for a lot of fans was deflating. Like when they couldn't get up, when yeah. when the Titans stayed on the board at two and took Mariota, it was like the rest of the draft leading up to their pick of Algalor at twenty was just like ah. Eh. You know, it's, it's, it's deflating. It's anticlimactic. What word would you use this year, Elliot, uh, to describe what you think Eagles fans would feel if they don't move up to get a quarterback? Last year, I think it was deflated. This year, my word would be like elated or something. Like, I don't think people want them to go get a quarterback. So, I mean, the first word that popped my head was indifferent. I don't really think the fan base is one way or the other. And I think if they don't move up to two... I think from two to six, there'll be, some, I mean, sorry, from two to eight, there'll be like some debate amongst fans and that. But if they take Ezekiel Elliott at eight, I don't think, I think the fans will be elated. I think there'll be a prospect there that'll make them excited. Whereas last year, the Eagles were talking about going from 20 to two. So if they didn't get it, they didn't get Mariota at two, those are the chip connections and all that. There'll never be a deflating feeling amongst the fans like not getting Mariota last year. I don't, I don't think that'll ever be topped. But I do think if they take Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott at eight, fans will be elated by, by the draft night. I, I think I agree with Elliott. And again, you, you're more in touch with the younger, especially the, the younger fan than, than I am. Is Elliott the guy? Is, is, if, if, if you polled a thousand Eagle fans, you think the, the highest, the, and said you could have anybody you want in this draft, do you think Elliott would, would be the number one pick? Yeah, I think easily. Mm-hmm. I really? agree with that. I do, yeah. I mean, I think even if you put Carson Wentz and Jerry. Oh, yeah, but anyway. Anyway. Yeah. I, I think those are almost in a a no lose. I, I don't think is there a guy that they could take at eight that would be oh my god they took him like I don't know I, I think the fans will be pretty happy. Well, Maybe. that's the benefit of being in the top ten. Is Eagles fans have been hearing about all these players for so long, right? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I don't think they would do anything too crazy. I mean, like I love Hargraves. Obviously, I made my case for Hargraves, but I don't. I don't think. I mean, I would hope the fans, if they do take Vernon Hargraves, the fans won't be like, what did they do that for, right? They'd be happy with that pick, wouldn't they? Yeah. Elliot's yeah. Gone, say? yeah, I think I think they would be. I mean, maybe the one pick is Ronnie Stanley just because he's a lineman. But, mm. I, yeah, I think no matter what I they do. Eagle fans, the Eagle fans I talk to kind of want, like, they think the line is the most important thing. I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again. The Eagles fans convince themselves into Sam Bradford. So I think no matter what the initial reaction is by – an hour after the you pick. You see Ronnie Stanley's last seven games at Notre Dame. <laughs> but by the time that it's been 40 minutes after the pick, they'll be excited about what the pick was. I think they're just – they're so hot. The, the Eagles are picking so high this year. There's A lot of the options are exciting positions, running back, cornerback, court, quarterback. So I, I think here's, – Here's one real, real fast. Give me a guy – give me the – you think Stanley. Give me the guy that they could possibly take that would be like, like uh-oh, well, what, what? <laughs> The only thing I could think of is because there's there is a, a vocal uh, group of Sam Bradford supporters that believe that he you know he can get the job done that I think there will be and they might convince themselves sooner or later but I think there will be detractors if they go up to go get Wentz that's oh, the yeah. one thing I think that will what about oh, taking oh that would be fun. yes that would be fun that would be what about taking Pax and Lynch at eight yes yeah, I, I think that would be divisive too because people would say they right. took him too high or who, you know what why right that's a good one. But, right, especially after Doug Peterson came out early in the week and said he doesn't think he's good value at eight. <laughs> <laughs> what if he trade it back? Yeah, trading back would be a good one. If they no, trade that it be good if fans like it or not. Oh, I think fans will be livid. Really? I think, see, no. Again, see, that's why I'm why you and I because we talk to different types of people. My friends, Eagle, who are Eagle fans, and they're older, like myself. They want. They keep saying to me. 
Why don't they move back? Why don't they move back? Get that second round pick back. They need more players. They need more picks. And I'm not against that myself. If I don't think it's back, a bad idea. If they move back and still got a Jack Conklin, and then but but also got a second round pick in the additive process, I wouldn't mind that. Right, what, if, what if they traded their number eight overall pick mm-hmm. for the Jets' first round pick next year, and then the Jets' second round pick this year? Oh, that's not enough. And so not they don't, 20, have, they don't have a first 20. round pick this and year. And then right. And not twenty? No, that's stupid trade. You got to. Well, well, yeah, I was trying to think of an example. What, how do you think the, the fans react if the Eagles just traded out of the first round completely this year? Oh my God, Howie Howie wouldn't would be killed. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I think that would be one one example where the fans would be pretty mad. Oh, that no, yeah, but that come on. I'm just saying. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not unrealistic to think they might trade back. And if they trade back, I mean. I don't know. You got to get a first round pick from the team trade. No, that's, that's well, but maybe you get you get next year's first. That's my point. That's not that. I'm next year. All right, I'm just. I no, mean, we're just talking about twenty and next. If the Jets gave me twenty and next year's number one. Okay, maybe I wouldn't mind that. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, but yes. I, I, don't, I don't even think that's enough to be honest. Yeah. What if the Jets gave you twenty and Muhammad Wilkinson? Well, the Eagles have a generational talent, in Fletcher Cox. I mean, they would have two. Yeah. There you go. And he's a temple, and he's a temple kid, so that would uh, that get everyone excited. Okay. Yeah. What a front for that! That I mean, all you, you got Fletcher Cox and Muhammad Wilkinson to tackle. So what are you going to give a hundred and twenty million guaranteed? Yes. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, they haven't signed Fletcher Cox. Now they would have both of them. And you and nobody's going to run the ball on me ever. Yeah. No one would. That is true. Well, except that they'll be up thirty points every game. So. On. <laughs> So they'll just be passing the whole time. I would have Sam Bradford would just have to hand the ball off because I'm gonna nobody's scoring on me with that with that front. Yeah, it's true. It would be fun, and I'm sure a lot of people would get excited, you know, one way or the other. And that's what next week's gonna be about. The Eagles sit at number eight. There's a lot of rumors they might move up to number two. We'll be back next week uh, with the latest and to do our our mock draft as we get you set for the first round and really the entire 2016 NFL draft. Elliot, as always, thanks for doing this. Yep, talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Joe. And thanks to all of you for listening to the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast right here on NJ.com. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at the No Huddle Show. You can listen on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, any way you want to listen, you can listen. We'll be back next week with you to get you set for the first round of the 2016 NFL Draft. <laughs>